Kasha, it's your main man, Party P, here with the second episode of Rinkside. We got a packed agenda in place for you today, starting things off with the grand reveal of the new co-host of Rinkside, Chewy Canadian. Hey, how's it going, Potty? Thanks for officially inviting me as your co-host of Rinkside. Oh, awesome, Chewy. You know, it's a pleasure to have you here. Couldn't have asked for a better co-host. Super excited um, for what we're going to do on this show together. Um, Why don't you tell the audience here today what we have on the agenda in store for them? Yeah, so we're going to start off with the all-star recap, going over the pros and the minors, as well as the um, pros of the week and the minors of the week for the all-star game. After that, we're going to go into Pate's plays of the week, and then we'll end off with Evan's interview. All right. That sounds super exciting. Um, Why don't we uh, move into the All-Star Game recap? All right. So first, we have the championship team, the Europe division, coached by Ani Escola. They had a record of 3-1, to taking out the central team in the finals after losing to them in the round robin. Ooh, tough team to, to, to fight against, but we had a, a pretty strong contention there with central coached by Doug Britton, who also put up a three and one record. Yeah. They went undefeated obviously in the round robin and then unfortunately losing in the final. Next up, we have the Atlantic Division, coached by your only Trevor Lopez. They ended up with a record of 1-2. to two. And kind of closing things out in the pro, we've got um, coached by Krieg himself, the Pacific Division, that had a big old goose egg next to a three, but put up a good effort. Yeah, they really fought back, I think, in uh, the later part of the games. They were all one-goal games, and, and I mean, if there was a couple more minutes left in each of those games, I'm sure they could have tied it up. Uh, they, put up a, they put up a hell of a fight, even though it didn't show it. Next up, we got the Miners uh, from the Canada Division, coached by Triple H, Hunter, Hurst, Helmsley. They won the championship, going 2-1 to one in the round robin and they were were not fun to play against, but respected on the ice. Uh, very tough opponents for the global division, coached by myself, Potty Potty. Um, and we put up a one and two record, winning the last game, getting crushed in the first one, and a close. Uh, I think it was two to one in the second. Yeah, that was a that was a great series to watch. I think if um, I think if that game was a seven game series, it, it'd be going exactly to seven games because. Uh, that was uh, that was definitely a thriller. Oh yeah. Well, there's always next year, but for for this year, you know, let's talk about the. We already mentioned them, but the winners of the pro and minor all star games. So I'll take the pros. We've got the Europe division um, that included the Dublin Dragons, Glasgow Black Watch, Florence Firebirds, and the Turku Finns uh, taking home the All Star Cup this year. 
Yeah. So just uh, just a reminder to everyone. So everyone who played in the All Star game will receive a five progression boost in the off season. However, every player a part of that division will also be getting plus one next week's progression, which is week 11 to their progression. So you may not have been in the all-star game, but everyone does get rewarded from that division. Same thing goes for the Canada division. So those teams include the Atlantic Bucks, the Manitoba Snowhawks, the Saskatoon Farmers, and the Vancouver Whales. Like I said, plus five for all the contenders in the all-star game and plus one for every player that's a part of that division. Wow, it certainly pays to win. Is this the same the same reward kind of structure as they had last year, or is this kind of new? So it's a little different in terms of the players in the All-Star game. Everyone who played did get that plus five progression in the offseason. However, because now we're at 16 teams with four divisions and two conferences, we moved over to that um, division-style All-Star game, and we felt like to engage the players a lot more to have that extra bonus for just for, for even the players, even if they're not in uh, the team, but they're part of the division. So everyone gets rewarded and it helps with the voting too. We find that a lot of the times people vote for their own teams. Uh, this way it's trying to push towards voting for the best players in each division. Mm. And so the, the goal staff kind of came up with that. Was there someone that, kind of originated that idea or did it kind of all together came together? Yeah, I think in the end it was it was kind of an altogether decision. I I kind of initially brought up the all-star divisions. I think it was kind of already just like kind of decided once we were switching to divisions, we just were finalizing everything. So we we definitely did it as a team there. Excellent. And you know, speaking of teams, there's always some standout players for each of the teams so let's uh dive into our players of the week why don't you uh take the pros yeah so the pro player of the week or the player of the all-star game is the dublin dragons grizzle bear uh mostly he had well mainly he had the hattie in the final game to put uh the europe division over the central he also double shifted for most of the game after Amelia Rose got injured a few minutes into the game and then Europe actually had a second injury with Hume later on. So there was a lot of players uh, playing double ice time and they were still able to put up the points um, with, uh, with the low endurance throughout the game. How did it feel kind of sitting out that championship game? Yeah, it's frustrating. <laughs> Obviously, uh, you don't like to see your player get injured right away. Um, we won, though, so I, you know what, I, I'm not going to complain. I, I'll call it the sacrifice to the to the goals gods uh, that Amelia Rose needed to take for for Grizzle Bear and the rest of the Europe team to win the game. Very nice. Uh, and you know, shift in focus to the minors. I'd have to say that Heinz Hodruff uh, won the Player of the Week. Scoring in not one, not two, but all three games had four points and helped the Canada division claim the win and the prize. So double H, hats off to you. Yeah, if that's not consistency, I don't know what is. <laughs> all, right. all right. And now for my favorite segment, Potties Plays of the Week. 
All right, kicking us off, all tied up, 0-0, and Escola with a beautiful top-shelf snipe. What a great goal here. Here's a second look for you back at home. Next up, we got Johnny McSlaps here. It looks like uh, this play was just perseverance from the Canada team. You know, took a shot, it was blocked, but they, they come back, take another shot from the point, and goes right in. Second look here, Canada on the forecheck. They don't give up, even with the with all the block shots. Yeah, that one was nice, nice long range one from there. All right, next up we've got a uh, Phillips with a post ringer. I think it hit all three posts. Um, beautiful one, and I think that sealed the deal for the Pacific in the shootout. Next up, we got Fulton Reed with the game winner here. Do a, doing a nice little spinorama with 23 seconds left in the game. Does it all by himself to close out and bring Europe to the finals. One more time for the for the goal there. What a great goal. Nice. Yeah, that was a good one. And so finally wrapping up, I know Rose kind of got some shortened ice time in the championship, so I wanted to call out a beautiful breakaway we got here uh, coming down the ice. Shifts it over to the side and sinks it in. That one feel good? That one felt good. Yeah, it's uh, it's always nice getting a goal in, in the games that matter. Yes. All right, why don't you send us out to the interview? All right, here we go. All right, this is Potty here alongside Chewy with Rinkside, episode two. And we have here Oni Escola, a.k.a. Evan, um, is our featured guest. Oni, how are you doing? Doing good. Thanks for having me on. How are you guys doing tonight? Doing, we're doing good. Yeah, we're doing well tonight. Uh, okay. Oni, I, uh, do you uh, prefer to go by Oni or, or just Evan? Uh, usually Evan, but I'm good with anything. Oni, Escola, any of it. Okay. All right. All right. Well, so, you know, tell us a little bit about yourself. Are you a, a player coach owner member of the staff of goals uh yes to pretty much all of that um i'm a deputy commissioner um i'm also the minors commissioner so i run the minors i stream the minors i stream some of the pro games and i own uh the turku fins and uh my player is a winger on the fins uh on Escola, number 73 great number uh chewy what what question we got next yeah so uh so who brought you into the league so i guess quote unquote who's your sim father who who's who started you in all this yeah this is actually my first uh my first sim league i've joined a number of them since but uh this was my first one and i joined it because uh krieg posted a link in a fantasy hockey league that we were in together and i figured i'd check it out and yeah it was uh all up from there that's funny. That's same, same, same for me, actually. That's how oh, yeah. I uh, got into goals. Yeah. Nice. And uh, I think it was like knuckle puck or one of the, one of the fantasy leagues. Yeah. Cool. I got in through Fowler who was uh, going through a, a bunch of SFL people and you know was lucky enough to join the league uh, early on, at least for me, because I see it going a long time. Um, mm-hmm. So tell us about a, a week in the life as the minors commissioner, what's involved, what uh, plates you got spinning? What are you trying to accomplish? 
Uh, yeah, so on the weekends, um, taking all the new players and uh, kind of sorting out where they like what teams they're, they're going to play for, uh, where the rosters are going to be balanced, stuff like that. Uh, then once that's done, um, luckily, I've got some help this season. Doug does a lot of work in the game, but uh, there's a lot of minors progressions to do, um, which usually happen the first few days of the week because um, the pro progressions take all weekend pretty much. And then uh, then we stream the minors games later in the week, uh, stream 12 games a week. Usually it's just me streaming those ones. So, um, yeah, and then beyond that, it's just, you know, answering questions and kind of helping guide the minors players who are, you know, mostly new people to the league and, and kind of help get them started. So I know Justin is the, uh, Chewy is the director of players and personnel, uh, you know, amongst new members in the team. I'm sure retention, keeping people within the league is important. How do you guys partner together to keep the lean, the league, you know, vibrant and flushing? Um, yeah, you know, we kind of work uh, hand in hand, obviously with the other commissioners too, kind of a, a group of four or five of us. Um, yeah, just kind of handling a lot of the, the major league decisions and, um, you know, we all have lives and jobs and stuff. So, uh, we kind of help cover each other when someone's not available, answering questions and stuff like that. Anything to add to that, Chewy? No, that pretty much covers it. It's, uh, I mean, the big part of sim leagues is, is making sure people understand it and not everyone can always get to all the questions. And that's really what our, everyone's goal is in the league staff is to make sure that once people join, you know, they're comfortable and they understand what's going on. Um, yeah. So back onto the minors. So we started with six minors last season, this season, we are up to eight. Uh, are there plans to expand, expand more minors in the future? Yeah. Um, I mean, you can even go further back than that. We had, uh, three or four teams in season one We had three teams in season two and now six and three and, and eight in season four. Um, and yeah, it's just like the pro league. It's, it's pretty much dictated by the growth of, of the league and the player pool. Um, at our current growth rate, I would expect we'll probably start with eight minors teams again next season. And then probably the season after that, uh, I could see us uh, adding either four or another eight, um, depending on how, how the growth is and trying to eventually, depending on what happens with pro expansion in a few seasons, obviously, but uh, eventually possibly get to the point where each pro team has a minor league affiliate uh, of their own um, one day down the, down the road. Nice. You mentioned pro expansion, just to clarify for all the other owners, this is not happening. Not happening this, this season. season. Okay. No, just, no just want to make sure all the owners can uh, take it easy this off. Season. Yeah. yeah. No, I put out that memo and that was the first line <laughs> in it. So just so you know, it's not happening this time. Uh, yeah. Cause it's, it's a contentious topic uh, for some owners for sure. What do you, what do you think expansion means for the league? Um. I mean, it's, it's a good thing, obviously, like we're seeing uh, people, a lot of people enjoying this league. You know, when I joined it, um, we had, we, like I was one of the original six owners, we had six teams with 15 players each. And now we're up to 16 pro teams that are full at 19 each plus a hundred and something players in the minors. And um, that's bigger than any of us expected to see it. So seeing the league expand at the rate we have, um, I mean, probably means we're doing something right uh, because, you know, a lot of people are enjoying it and sticking around and, and wanting to see more of it. So I'm bringing their friends in and um, I know a number of people who got discord just to play in this league because their friends were talking about it or, or whatever. So um, yeah, seeing people enjoy the league that we put a lot of time into is uh, uh, it's really satisfying. Uh, 
Mm. It's crazy to think just over a year ago there was Joe NHLs in the pro league. In the pro league yeah. <laughs> and now and now we're up to 16 full pro teams with like almost 100 minors in the in the pipeline. Yeah, and there's probably more minors players now than there are pro- Joe NHLs in the minors as well. <laughs> yeah. Doubling or however much we added, however many teams we added, we're still yeah, pretty good. So uh, tell us about the prospect system and your vision for acting as an on-ramp into the league. Um, yeah, like, you know, like we need new people in the minors all the time to try to want to fill out those rosters so that they're not seeing Joe NHL all the time. But um, people aren't going to stick around forever. Um, this season with no pro expansion, we'll probably see less uh, prospects making the jump to the next level. But there's still, I know at least one player on my team is leaving the league after the season. I know there's a few around the league there are as well. So um, I think finding a way to develop uh, where the prospects feel important and get into the league and enjoy their time in minors, um, because it might be a few seasons for some people, um, finding a way yeah. to make that enjoyable for them. And then a fair way to do like the affiliation process, process that we have um, where players are connected to a pro team in the minors and um yeah, just seeing them make that next jump is going to be, uh, um, yeah, something to work, work towards. And speaking of like making the next jump, what do you feel is the career path for a rookie that's entering the league? Is it prospects, minors, affiliates, pros, or do you see it another way? Um, yeah, you know, there was a time where it was, you join the league, you wait a week and a pro team claims you. And, and now it's at the point where, you, you know, you join a team and uh, the first weekend after you create your player, you're put on a team and, uh, yeah, you play in the minors until the offseason draft, which we're looking sometime around August 20th. Um, actually, I think that will be the dates. will be August 20th. Uh, and we'll have the pro teams will draft players to their affiliates and then they'll spend however many seasons uh, in the minors until, until they get a, a chance in the pros. And um, without – expanding this time for the first off season in our history with no expansion, it's going to be interesting to see how many spots open up and, and we'll start to slowly see, I guess, um, how many years, I guess we could expect to see players in the minors before making that next jump if we're not expanding anymore. Mm. Awesome. What, uh, I guess, what's like the most new members you've uh, had to onboard in one week in terms of assigning to teams and uh, filtering through yeah i think i don't know if it was the most but i remember one week last season we had 23 wow. uh, new players added that's, to all, the that's the whole team <laughs> <laughs> yeah we, yeah there's there's one week we had 23 players added to the minors last season uh that was probably a week or two before the minors filled up and we had to add those uh, little prospect teams that played uh the odd game oh game yeah game. i remember uh, that the alberta prospects or or whatever we called it and um, yeah, so a few weeks before that, we hit uh, 23 new players in one week. Yeah, I think that was one of Fowler's uh, recruitment. Uh, uh, I don't even know what you call it, like grouping. There, he's he's done Surges, a couple for the yeah. league, which is which is awesome. Uh, which Pate obviously was uh, one of the first. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, he's had a couple of big surges of 100 plus people, probably, and you know some stick around, some don't. And uh, yeah, he's been a big part of the league growth for sure. So speaking of, you know, big surges, I've heard stories where a broadcaster was drinking and ultimately <laughs> screamed himself under the table. Uh, what, was that you? And if so, 
you know, can you walk us through that night? Uh, yeah, no, I, I figured I'd be asked about this after I saw Craig talking about it last week. So, um, yeah, you know, I, it was a Friday night and, uh, I had gotten home from work and kind of rushed to start the stream cause I got home late and, um, I didn't eat anything before we, we did cook some chicken nuggets, but, uh, I was commentating the whole time. So I didn't want to be chewing in the mic. So admittedly it was on me. I didn't eat enough food and, um, and that was actually the night the Krieg added the streamer shot option where you could buy shots for Twitch points. So, um, yeah, it's, uh, I went through, um, I mean, in, in Canada, we use liters, obviously the bottle of rum I had was 1.4 liters and, uh, it was probably three quarters full when I started, it was empty by the time I ended. And, uh, yeah, I remember at one point during the Jacksonville game, um, I said I'd be right back. I unplugged my mic. I turned on the EA guys, and somehow I don't remember this, but somehow I managed to get all the screenshots I needed to do of the stats after the game. Um, but then I was dead, and I couldn't finish the last game. <laughs> Chewy had to stream the last game for me uh, that night, yeah. and then Miners I had to do the next afternoon. Uh, but uh, yeah, it was it was a rough night, and um, you know I know the stream sat idle for. 20, 30 minutes, something like that. And uh, Craig DM'd my wife who had gone to bed. She comes out. I'm trying to explain to her how to shut off a Twitch stream on an Xbox. And <laughs> she, she, I'm mumbling. And so she uh, ended up just unplugging the Xbox and it works. So, um, there you go. Yeah. No, we're a PlayStation family. So um, not used to the Xbox. But uh, yeah, it, it was a rough night, but uh, funny to look back on, I guess. Needless to say, I think uh, I think Creed added, Creed added uh, a limit on those streamer shots after yeah. that night. Yeah. So actually, I don't after... think you... Oh, sorry, okay. go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, after that night, I didn't uh, I didn't drink for two months after that. So not a single drink. And, and then we went out for dinner one night, and I, I had one. And yeah, so... Um, Back on the yeah. rum? Yeah, yeah, I, occasionally. Um, every, every now and like, I think everyone kind of has that night or, or two nights in their history that kind of uh, make being drunk a little less fun. Yeah, uh, yeah. So, so um, let's talk about your team, uh, Turku. What's the history of it? And uh, I guess tell us the backstory where you started. You know what the original team was, and where do you see your organization heading in the future? Um, yeah, so we, um, I was not actually one of the first six owners picked. Uh, there was a guy who's going to have the Pittsburgh Penguins. Uh, he kind of um, disappeared before the startup. So I came in and uh, moved the team to the Calgary Flames and then did the startup. Um, and I think from that original startup draft, we've got probably eight of our players left, I think. Um, something like that. And uh, yeah, we spent our first two seasons as the Calgary Flames, my favorite team. I live in Winnipeg, but I'm a Flames fan. I get grief for it all the time. And um, yeah, we, we had a decent start to our first season, rough ending with uh, 11 straight losses. Um, our second season was, was all right. Um, we hit the win streak record, record which Florida broke uh, now back-to-back seasons. Um, made the playoffs for the first time in season two. Uh, season three, we had a really rough season, but squeaked into the playoffs at the end, got swept for Florida. Uh, and now we made some uh, some big moves in the offseason. And, uh, yeah, I think we've got a pretty pretty solid group put together here. A um, few adjustments, and I think we, uh, we might be dangerous come playoff time. Just uh, actually just another question. Based off 
the history and in kind of the past three seasons, what would you say is the most important uh, aspect of building a team that competes for the playoffs and stays uh, competitive season to season? Um, yeah, like I, I've always traditionally been an offense first kind of person, but uh, the problem with offense is um, you've got to be going every night um, if you because you've got to outscore your opposition if you're an offensive team. So, um, yeah, I, I would say getting a key, getting a, a solid goaltender is uh, is a good first step for sure. Um, the goalie is very important. Uh, we've got Josh Young in Turku and uh, we love him. He's got, uh, I don't know, 12, 13 shutouts, something like that so far this season. He's doing great. And I think that's a big uh, contributing factor. And then obviously putting a, a solid defense core in front of him with uh, with some forwards that have some scoring potential. Um, but they're not going to score every night, so you need to be able to shut teams out as well. Awesome. And who's your least favorite team to kind of play against and why? Okay, I thought you were going a different direction with that. Going to get me in trouble, but uh, <laughs> no. My least favorite team to play against, um, you know, like Dublin's obviously tough, but they're in our division. You know, we have the rivalry with you guys, so it's a lot of fun. So I wouldn't say Dublin. Um, you know, all the top teams are tough, but I'm actually going to say uh, Albuquerque. I don't know why. Like we're ahead of them in the standings. Um, we finished ahead of them three out of or two out of the previous three seasons. Um, but they've just, I don't know, since the Josh Young, Christian Bacigalupi trade that we made with each other uh, last season, um, they've just had our number. And uh, we beat them last time we played them, but they beat us, beat us the first two times this season. So I'm going to go with them because it's a team that, uh, um, you know, you look at the standings, they're below us, and, and we think that, you know, we've got a good chance, and somehow they beat us 2-1 or, or something like that. So I'll go with Albuquerque. With your position in the league, do you feel that you learn more from a win or a loss? Um, you know, like when I'm trying to learn and improve my team, I try not to even look at the results. I I, I often I will go back and watch um, games a few times after and try to pick out specific things if I'm looking at the power play, uh, stuff like that. Um, but I guess... I'd probably say loss to answer your question. Um, you learn a little bit more when your team's failing versus when you're uh, succeeding. Um, if you score a bunch of goals, um, you're probably not going to learn a whole lot. But if you lose a game one nothing, there's a lot of uh, a lot of things you can take away from it. I think. Awesome. Uh, going back to the league side of it, um, I guess what would you change about or implement into the league if you could have? complete autonomy on it what what would you kind of try to push uh to make happen or if you've already have done it what have you done that um that you've wanted to to implement yeah that's that's a good question um i think hmm. or even for the future maybe even yeah. for something that if you know yeah you know like so much of our potential growth I think has to do with EA which I know Krieg talked about a little bit last week on the show um, if they could just add certain things uh, like certain stats or, or progressible players in, in a season mode or something we could uh, really get a little more creative with things um, but uh, yeah beyond that I think the affiliation program um, has some potential uh, I think we just need some more um, some more bodies and, and kind of keep growing the minor system to, to really see the I guess the potential of that, but um, yeah, beyond that, I'm kind of blanking. I, I know I have lists and lists of ideas and, and things like <laughs> that that would be great to add, but uh, yeah, I'm blanking at the moment. 
So Chewy, I've got a, a closing question, but just wanted to see if you had anything else to, to throw at Evan today. Um, yeah, actually. So what are your top three places to order food from? Top three places to order food from. Yeah. Or um, go out to. Or go out to. Yeah. Uh, that's, um, yeah, you know, we, we often order from like Brown Social House. I don't know if they have okay. that other places. It's like a kind of like pub food. Okay. Um, yeah, they've got a pretty good burger. So, so we typically order from there. Um, I, uh, I like Boston pizza. Um, there's a local place nice. here called junction 59. That's a few minutes from my house, uh, just off the 59 highway, uh, Lajamodia Boulevard here in Winnipeg. And, um, they've got some pretty good food. And then, uh, I guess the typical one would be uh, Domino's pizza as well. Ah, nice. And, and the question, do you put pineapple on your pizza? Absolutely. I do. Yes. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> uh, so Evan, where will goals be five years from now? What will have changed and what will not have changed? Uh, yeah, that's a, that's a good question. Five, like obviously we're one year into our history. So we're talking uh, another five times that I think. Um, yeah, like obviously it will probably be a lot bigger. Um, hopefully the day gets longer. So we have time to stream more games. <laughs> um but yeah, obviously, you know, I really enjoy the league. Hopefully one thing that doesn't change is uh, is me being a part of it and uh, the community. Uh, we've got a great group of people here and uh, it's a lot of fun to be a part of. So um, hopefully it doesn't uh, change. And I know a lot of leagues and different fantasy leagues have been in the past or sim leagues have uh, gotten a little, I guess, toxic in times in their history. And, you know, we've had our fair share of drama here too, but um, overall staying positive and staying great community and, you know, whatever features or contents or whatever we manage to bring and, and provide will just be uh, hopefully for the enjoyment of, of this great community. Yeah, I don't think there'd be much of a league if uh, if you ended up leaving. You you are definitely a huge part of it. Thanks, you too. Well, Evan, on behalf of myself, Chewy, in the greater goals community, just wanted to thank you again for hopping onto our show, sharing your perspective and giving some insight into the future. Yeah, for sure. Thanks for having me, guys. It was fun.